This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us. A bit later on in this half hour, I will uh, play for you more reaction to what we were talking about from 830 to 9, uh, the story of a 23-year-old former. She had to re- uh, remove herself from UBC as she fights for her life after getting a rare uh, disease. Uh, the only thing that can save her is a drug not covered in this province. Uh, so we'll get more of your reaction on that story coming up. But first, we are going to shift gears completely and talk about the rising sea levels. And there is a new interactive model where you can actually look at what Metro Vancouver could look like in the year 2100. Well, John Clegg is an earth sciences professor at SFU, and he joins us on the line now. Professor, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So so I have to say, when I was promoting this and talking about this just a bit earlier on in the program, saying we were going to be talking about this in this hour, uh, I did get a few uh, email and uh, voice messages from people saying you have to present both sides and questioning saying there's no proof that sea levels are, in fact, rising. Well, there is proof. Um, We have uh, satellite sensors that can actually monitor the level of the sea around the world very, very accurately. And we have for the last century uh, been seeing that sea level has been rising um, on a very slow amount. Now, I know many of your listeners probably are not going to be impressed by uh, very small amounts of sea level rise, two to three millimeters per year. But um, it is a trend that will continue and accelerate as the century moves forward. And um, we are actually seeing today um, some of the uh, impacts of sea level rise in different parts of the world. Even in Vancouver, you can uh, look at what happens during king tides, these extremely high tides that we get. We do have a little bit of the sea moving into uh, above the the, the normal shoreline in places like Jericho and Ambleside in uh, in West Vancouver. So um, there definitely is proof that this is happening. Uh, we got an email from a listener who's actually listening online in Mexico, in, in Puerto Vallarta, and his his uh, issue with this was saying that it appears lower than it was back in 1982. Does it look different, or do we see different things depending on where you are on the planet? Well, it does differ in different areas. Um, uh, in most populated areas, the, the sea surface is rising. Um, now, one one thing that makes us very hard to uh, to detect is that we have tides, you know, just normal daily tides. And in Vancouver, for example, the tidal range is four or five meters. So, you know, kind of seeing this long-term trend superposed on these daily tidal changes is extraordinarily difficult. Now, having said that, if you go back to when our city was founded in the the late 1800s, uh, the sea surface was about eight inches lower than it is today. It's it's about uh, eight inches or 20 20 centimeters higher today than it was over 100 years ago. Uh, so if we if we take that model or if we take the the idea that uh, uh, the science that oceans are are going up an average of three millimeters per year, what does that mean if we look ahead a hundred years? Well, if we, I mean, the the projections there's uncertainty in them. Now, science has embedded uncertainty; it's not perfect. But if we look forward uh, with a reasonable error bounds on our estimates, so we're looking at something close to. 
I would say, three feet by the end of the century, on average, three feet. Now, we can engineer um, to protect areas like Richmond, which are highly uh, at risk from sea level rise. We just uh, improved the diking system. Um, that comes at a at a tremendous cost. You know, there's been a study that's been done for the provincial government that indicated to deal with one meter of sea level rise or uh, three feet by the end of the century is going to require an expenditure of $10 billion. And uh, the question is, who's going to pay for that? You know, um, certainly not Richmond. It's going to ultimately have to um, be put on the shoulders of provincial of the provincial government and even the federal government. And what would it look like, too? What what level would be an okay level if you're going to to take on this massive project of rediking every area that's the low level areas? Uh, how do you even if if, it's, if this is something that's going to continue? How do you come up with a number of this high is high enough? Uh, well, that's a very good question. I mean, it depends upon how far forward you want to look. I mean, the sea is not going to stop rising in 2100, which is the normal kind of um, end point that people think of in the, in the scientific community. It's going to actually accelerate further on into the next century. Now, I know that's that's out of the time frame of most people, but it's, you know, only a few generations away. It's our children's children's children, and they're going to have to deal with this problem. So you have to begin to plan for this. I think it's locked in. Um, you know, it's going to happen. You have to begin to plan for it uh, in terms of uh, um, looking at where you develop along our coasts, um, sort of uh, allowing certain areas to um, be abandoned in the future, sort of towards the end of this century as the sea begins to move inland, but protecting areas like Richmond um, or the Port of Vancouver, which um, are critical to our economy and our well-being. Uh, is it something you think that people like to um, to not look at, that we don't like to see an, a model, an interactive model that shows Stanley Park wiped out, that shows all of these areas of Delta, Richmond wiped out? Well, yes, I, I think there's a certain truth. That I, I get a lot of flack over this because, uh, it, you know, people think I'm being alarmist, but it's it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's reality in the scientific world. Um, but people don't want to deal with this because they've got other problems they have to deal with. And I fully understand that. Government has other problems we have to deal with. Um, but we have the, the thing about this is we do have some time to plan and react to it. It's not like an earthquake, which happens and you've got to pick up your pieces immediately. Um, we do have uh, decades in which to plan for this. But it, on a global scale, it, it's a catastrophe. You know, I mean, is this just, it, we're not just talking about Vancouver here. We're talking about big cities in Asia that lie along the coast. Um, we're talking about the Atlantic seaboard in the U.S., Florida, places like that. It it's really is a problem down the road. Uh, and is it something that you think, is it a foregone conclusion in that it's happening and there's nothing that can be done to stop it or slow it down? Well, I think so. Um, it's it's ultimately linked into a larger problem, which is climate change. And of course, this has been controversial in the past. Um, we, we are seeing our climate get warmer. There's no denying that it's happening. Um, and it's likely to accelerate um, even without much of a change in behavior. We're trying to hold um, the uh, warming of climate down to about two degrees Celsius above our normal uh, pre-industrial level. But, um, you know, whether we can do that is a, is a big question. If we can't, then um, this problem is going to exacerbate, it's going to become exacerbated and get worse uh, with even more warming towards the end of the century. 
As you mentioned as well, it's not just a Metro Vancouver problem. It's a global problem. Uh, are there other countries or there are other jurisdictions that you know of that, that are taking more of a lead on this or that, that are doing things to, to help mitigate this? Absolutely. Uh, one country that's very, very creative in dealing with this problem is the Netherlands, because uh, much of the northern part of the Netherlands is below sea level, and it's protected by uh, these tremendous engineered works, these di- diking systems. And they are actually uh, taking action to uh, allow more room for water, you know, essentially to seed certain areas of the country to water so that um, during high tides, you know, their infrastructure, their um, their cities are protected. Um, and again, they're dealing with tidal ranges. So the, the real issue is what happens at high tide, at least for the immediate future through this century. Um, so one can go online and see these really cool things that the Netherlands is is doing to uh, provide uh, better protection for its population. Uh, you mentioned, too, that, that you tend to get a lot of flack for this. How do you respond to that when people do? And, and people, I'm sure, are going to respond to this interview as well, saying uh, they still don't believe it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a scientist, and uh, I study this problem, and to me, it's a foregone conclusion it's going to happen. Um, I'm prepared to take the flack. I think um, you know, I appreciate that people are skeptical, and scientists are skeptical too. Um, but it is a problem down the road. It's not a, a media problem. A lot of people uh, react to me saying, "Well, don't you have anything better to worry about right now?" And I say, "Yes, I do." But I also am concerned about the future as well. I'm concerned about uh, um, you know future generations. I think it. it it's almost an ethical issue for me. And do you think having interactive models like this, do they help or do they hinder? Well, uh, the problem with those models is they're just elevation-based. So if you look at Richmond in 2100, it's underwater. But that's not going to happen because we are going to protect Richmond from flooding with uh, improvements in our diking system. Um, so I think in a way, um, it, they are a bit alarmist because they presume that people are unable to react in any way to rising sea levels. All right, uh, John Clegg, we'll have to leave it there. But uh, interesting uh, findings, uh, interesting uh, take on this uh, as well. Thank you so much. Uh, great to have you back on the show. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.